It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Amanda Hayes is the president of AKH Financial Corporation, located at 1144A Pelican Bay Drive in Daytona Beach. Call 386-846-0658. Securities and investment services are offered through SagePoint Financial, member FINRA SIPC. AKH Financial and SagePoint are independently operated. She joins us live in studio today on WNDB. Hi, Miss Amanda. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I like your shirt today. Very green. It's a good color. I wish we were green, though. What was the news? What happened? <laughs> you know, lots to talk about this week. But first off, I really want to wish a happy semi-retirement week to Jeff Bezos because he officially stepped down this week and let Andy Jassy take over. And things are going very, very well for Amazon. Their sales were up 44% just the last quarter. So they are definitely making some money. And Something that Andy Jassy said, one of his goals for being the entering CEO is that they are going to strive to be the best employer on earth. Wow. So probably fitting with Bezos, you know, going to uh, space. I was going to say, if you could, would you go into space? Uh, If you had the financial means to do it, would you take a fly? Hard pass. I mean, I know that's probably surprising, but it's not one of my top 10 goals in life to go to space. But looks like it's definitely billionaires goals. Okay. We got got Branson going on Sunday. So he's going into space on Sunday. Hopefully that goes off. And then you've got the Bezos brothers in about two weeks. So hopefully uh, it's a successful trip. It would be really terrible if they, you know, had had a problem and weren't able to enjoy all that wealth and or at least they should have a real strong uh, estate planning and life insurance yeah. policy to pay all those estate taxes that are likely going to be incurred on $200 billion in net worth. So I wanted to ask you this question for three days before you move on. Three days, wow. Securities and Exchange Commission, do they eyeball Amazon because they're into so many things? I keep waiting for them to act and say, wait a minute, no, you can't take this. I mean, they're into everything. I mean, that's going to be all those antitrust laws that are coming out and the lawsuits that go against them and all the big tech companies get scrutinized. I mean, FINRA and the SEC, they just love to scrutinize things. And they're not close to a monopoly in your judgment. Well, I mean, of course, they're going to get scrutinized for that. That's what all of the big tech players have have trouble with. They're all getting sued for antitrust and, and monopoly issues. They're they're all getting attacked for that. But if they just write checks. You know, they got because, enough money, they can okay, write a check. And get past it. Because Office Depot and Staples a few years ago, they couldn't merge because the Securities and Exchange Commission said, no, it was a monopoly. That When I see something that small relative to these guys, I'm thinking, well, how is it that this escapes their attention? I mean, I don't think any of it escapes their attention. You have a lot of different lobbyists in different areas that support different things and sometimes mergers go through sometimes they don't sometimes they take years to go through and there's just a lot of uh you know okay maybe ulterior motives as to why things don't get passed Gee, so sometimes it <laughs> but i will tell you though the companies with the biggest uh, checkbooks are usually the ones that are able to get by so okay amazon has a pretty big checkbook 
So okay. does Google. So now that we've established that we will not lose you to the space race, I'm not, I'm not what's going, going on? What's going on <laughs> in the stock market right now? Um, you know, the stock market today, we were right across the board. If you watch the media this morning, I mean, they really like to sensationalize it. So you had market sell off and really big print. It was futures were down over 500 points this morning and just a, a really big drop at the opening, but it mostly reversed itself by the afternoon came back down again a little bit. And the big news is not so much the stock market, but it's treasury yields. And we got a significant drop in global bond yields this week. The 10-year dropped below 1.4, and then today touched 1.2. And that's really scary for people, especially when they want to get their interest income. And there's a big fear of endless money printing and the dollar just becoming worthless. And you know that concept of endless printing is what they call modern monetary theory. That was pioneered by the former president of the ECB, Mario Draghi, who is, he's now the prime minister of Italy. And you've got Christine Lagarde, she's the president of the ECB now. She used to be the president of the International Monetary Fund. So they are both very, very influential people. And Christine Lagarde's made some really bold statements over the past few months in regard to Europe's monetary policy. And she did it again today. So essentially, she made some pretty big policy shifts claiming that they obviously see inflation and they are just not going to do anything about it, which is exactly what our Fed is doing, Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen. But they're at least trying to say that our inflation is transitory so that they can kind of help kick the can down the road a little bit. So they've been raising our targets for inflation and they've been changing things. And this is what we talked about last week when I talked about $10 and 10 apples, that whole scenario and how inflation is, it comes from printing too much money. It's this monetary phenomenon of too few dollars chasing too few goods. So I think higher prices are here to stay in my opinion, but regardless of how inflation gets spun, all that the Fed cares about right now is the unemployment. Is that still called quantitative easing? Well, quantitative easing is them purchasing the mortgage-backed securities, purchasing the treasury bonds, and essentially monetizing our debt. So they not print the money. Not printing of money for yeah. just not the, the Well, it typical. is. It's the whole process of it. It's them printing money and then purchasing the treasury, purchasing the mortgage back. That's the monetization of the debt, which is essentially their quantitative easing. Okay. And, you know, like I said, regardless of how that inflation gets spun, they care about unemployment because the Fed can play this sophisticated bankruptcy game for a really long time. But when it comes to unemployment, they can't. So jobless claims were released this morning. They seem on pace, but we're still missing just under 7 million jobs. So these additional benefits, they should all be stopped by September. And so that October report is going to be interesting to see if all of our, you know, 20-year-olds come back to work or they're just TikTok celebrities. So, <laughs> you know, right now that younger generation, they're not working, they're not in school. And that plays for really interesting twists. So I'm sure every college alumni is probably getting those letters in the mail right now asking for donations and help. What about the, the fact that a lot of these people who stopped working, if after a while, don't they drop them from being counted in the workforce anyway? Yeah. So the number won't really be accurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, participation rate changes. Like I said, there's plenty of ways for them to manipulate those numbers. And right now they're just trying to, it's hard to manipulate 7 million jobs lost. So, I mean, they can use as many different percentages as they like, but it's always a don't look here, look over here game. 
And like I said, the media is going to sensationalize different things depending on what they want your focus to be at. Okay. Uh, what are most investors doing about college planning now for their kids? Are they playing a different game to grow money for when it comes still 529s or what's going on? Um, I mean, that's if, if kids are going to college. <laughs> yeah, if they're going. They you know, don't have to. Now. A lot of them are, you know, maybe they were a little too strict uh, during COVID. And, you know, people realized that they could be at school. They could do online earning instead of being at school, I meant. And your costs are going up, especially if attendance falls drastically, which it has. And the average tuition now is like, you know, 40000 a year for private school. I think it's around 12000 for state schools. And, yeah, investors can still open up 529 accounts. They can do custodial accounts. Prepaid college is still an option. Um, some people even take out home equity loans to finance it for kids. And, of course, you can still do student loans. But grandparents and some parents, depending on their age, they can also utilize their Roth IRAs or they can do conversion strategies into Roth IRAs if they have a sizable enough amount to work with. But those 529 accounts and the limits, um, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. So it's not a blanket recommendation. There's lots of tax consequences on everything that you, you definitely got to be aware of. Amanda, I know you're not a tax attorney. Is there a gifting provision? Can you give if you have the, the means, can you gift to your children or grandchildren so much every year without there being a penalty? Or is it a one-time thing? No, I mean, right now the current exclusion rates are up to like 11.5 if you're doing an annual um, lifetime gifting amount. So like I talked about in the beginning that estate tax, if, if someone was to pass away and their estate is north of 11.5 million, there's an estate tax on, on anything north of that. So you got to have your planning in place to kind of reduce that size. And those limits go across for gifting. But if you're doing just gifting, you can gift to as many different people as you want in one year. It just can't exceed $15,000. I believe that's still the limit. You might need to ask Sonia Laney, but I believe it's 15000 per person to as many individuals as you want. So you can't go over that. If you go over that, then you tap into that lifetime credit amount, that 11.5. So I think that one is probably gonna get reduced here in the future with these you know, tax implications that they might change. What about uh, tax laws? Do you think they will implement any now moving forward? I saw a crawl before you came in today that said that support for Biden to raise taxes is waning, even among his supporters. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of infighting in Congress, a lot of gridlock. The FOMC minutes came out yesterday and still nobody's really agreeing on anything. So they're going to likely have to raise taxes in order to pay for the debt. Mm -hmm. And that estate one is a is probably a big one. I, I could see them reducing it from 11.5 down to 3.5 million. And you you could get dividend tax. I mean, you could get corporate tax. Joe Manchin's definitely that swing vote that's going to help it to, you know, stay a fight. So I, I don't know how much they're going to change. But at least with the U.S., we're really set up for massive transfer payments. So even if we print, we give it to ourselves and then we tax ourselves. So help me understand on dividends. Do we have taxes in place now or would this be something new? No, you have taxes on dividends. They're taxed differently depending on whether they're qualified or non-qualified dividends. So those things are going to be specific. Your tax, uh, your CPA should be able to help you with that as far as how you get taxed. 
but it's a, a huge source for retirees to take income as dividend income because it is a reduced tax than your ordinary income tax. I'm, I'm waiting to but see. People like that. I'm waiting to see if we get luxury taxes and things like that. They've talked about doing that, which would kill the boating industry. It's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible for that, you know, and next week you got earnings coming out. So financials always come out first. They should have some pretty good profits and you've got a lot of market leadership out there. It's just getting more narrow. So tech is still strong. The dividend stocks are still strong. There hasn't been any change to tax laws yet. So as long as you're, you know, getting your income from that, you're going to still have the same laws that are currently in place. And you just want to make sure you're having those companies that can sustain those dividends off their cash flow. And they're not also printing and raising debt to monetize payments. Amanda, not to slow you down, but are companies by and large learning to do with less? I mean, have they gotten used to the fact they have fewer employees or their inventories are less? Is that becoming a norm for people? Well, I don't know if I'd say it's a norm. It's a situation that they are adapting to. And it's just something that you have to see how things evolve. I mean, the hybrid workplace is definitely something that is, you know, a real thing. I don't see it going away. So companies will have to adapt to how do they become more efficient in face of that. Okay. Do you think investors even trust the government at this rate? <laughs> um, well, you know, it, uh, it, it takes systematic and persistent effort to destroy all trust in a system of government. And uh, they've done a real great job over the years, uh, you know, with that. I mean, those that write the laws, they always seem to exempt themselves. You know, look at Nancy Pelosi, her husband, they just announced today that he made five million bucks off of some option trades he did on Alphabet. So, I mean, who in their right mind thinks that Nancy Pelosi's husband has zero, like, access to privileged information? Like, you don't think that guy knows something? Yeah. <laughs> How do you trust that, you know? We've got a question from Zach, and this may be a better question for Sonia, uh, but I'm going to give it to you anyway, Amanda. It says, does this child tax rebate paid monthly from the Biden administration deduct from our yearly tax refund? Oh, I don't. I wouldn't know that answer. That's definitely a, That's a, a Sonia question. question. I will yeah. put it to Sonia, and we'll get an answer for you, Zach. I mean, it's a tax credit, though, right? Yeah. So well, yeah, it's it's going to be a dollar for dollar deduction if you're getting a tax credit. That's usually how those things work. Yeah, I'm well, not a CPA though. You're not no, a Sonia. But you know, <laughs> but I got to tell you, you've been because of the wideness, the wide berth of your career, you've almost been drawn into having to have some knowledge of how tax codes work. Because when you were advising your clients, you guys, all right, you got to beware of this. Yeah, and, and my own personal, you know, tax consequences that I have to know for all my businesses and how things, you know, relate to each other. It, I, I pass all that information on to clients because um, most of my clients are business owners as well. So they have a lot of questions and I've experienced a lot of that stuff. I was, and I was going to say, not to get into your business, but you have operating businesses beside this, correct? Yes. You own other businesses. Mm -hmm. How do you do it all? Um, I've got really good teams in place, and it's always your, you know, what, who's the guy on uh, Marcus Limonis, people, process, yeah. and uh, I can't remember the other one now, product. <laughs> so as long as you have the right people in place and, you know, they, they do a good job, you guys communicate efficiently, that's what it takes, and having that open communication and relationship, and 
you got to lead by example. So I'd like to think I set a very good example for my employees on, you know, how I want things to be run and I check in with them regularly and team meetings and it's important. Good for you. What about the new Delta COVID variant that's out there? Is this going to scare the markets? Oof. I mean, it could. It's definitely a, a concern. Australia canceled the Formula One race today and Japan announced today that they were calling a state of emergency and they, they canceled all the spectators for the yep. Olympics. So, I mean, those are much you know smaller areas. The U.S. still looks good compared to everyone else. It's We're much more spread out than a lot of other locations. And you know, everything just needs to kind of see how things play out. I, I wouldn't worry too much about these sell-offs, like even the sell-off today, at least for right now, so. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance Chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.